You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I personally could not wait to sit down at my desk today and, and make this podcast episode because it is one that hits right at the gut. And it actually gives me goosebumps to start talking about it. But I will tell you that yesterday I had two situations that really spurred me to kind of like think, right? Sometimes when I'm doing a post, I'll, I'll call my, I'll call the people that are reading my text to, I'll call them to think about something or I'll call them to action or, you know, I'll call them to comment. And, you know, sometimes that these, these call to actions are spurred by a personal experience. And that's where a lot of my content actually comes from is things people say to me. And sometimes it's a one-liner, sometimes it's a jab, sometimes it's something positive. But yesterday on two separate occasions, I was having a conversation about, um, about working too much, about needing to be on all the time in order to be successful and uh, about communication. And these three things really stuck with me. And as my husband and I were driving yesterday, we were we were going out on a lunch date. He had popped into my office and was like, hey, do you want to go on a date today? And, and I looked at my calendar and I thought of all the days is the perfect day, right? I can rearrange a couple of things. And, and I know we really haven't had any quality time together. So yes, let's go on a date. And so we headed off in the car and, and we were sort of chit-chatting about life. Uh, we were talking back and forth about, you know, other couples and how it's so easy to begin to coexist. And we talked about communication and how over the past seven years, Matt and I not only struggled with communication, but we just downright weren't even on the same page. And, you know, looking back, I feel like we're the old dogs, right? We're the, we're the grandparents giving the, giving the younger people in the business advice. But I just realized our relationship could have gone south really fast. A lot of my relationships could have been completely destroyed by my passion for my business and by social media if I would have let them be that way. And so I just want to call you to think today and say, am I on a self-destructive path right now with my social media? Am I living in a bubble? Am I riding high on the success that I'm currently having and I'm not realizing the repercussions of being all business and not really getting in line with my priorities. And and I'll tell you, this comes from a place of living and walking that line to a point where my husband definitely gave me that that ultimatum. And he was very much like, you're going to choose your family or you're going to choose, you know, your business. And 
And, and so today, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the why, you know, why you really have to have a good balance. But I'm going to give you some practical strategies that have helped me in hopes that it will help you too. So lean into this, right? And, and really say to yourself, like, okay, are my priorities out of whack? And, and how can I make sure that I'm honoring the things that are most important to me? So let's get started. So let me just paint you a little bit of a picture. So, you know, in 2011, I started my business. I had Bryce, who was six months old. He was like the best baby in the world. I could throw him in a bouncy seat on the countertop and or on the kitchen table and I could pull my laptop out and, and he would just smile at me and coo and talk and play with his toys. Like he was the easiest baby. Landon, on the other hand, was like bouncing off the walls from the minute his feet hit the floor until the minute he fell into bed at night, right? And so I was on the go as a mom with with Landon 24-7. And, um, and so when I started my own business, I really was like struggling to find these quiet pockets of time. My kids didn't nap at the same time. And so, you know, I was trying to work at any free moment. That meant getting up really super early in the morning. That meant at nap time, I would sit there and I would work. That meant when the kids would go to bed at night, I would get on the computer. It meant on the weekends, when Matt was home, I was on the computer. And because the time prior to starting my business that it was quiet and the boys were sleeping, I was spending time with Matt, was now me building my business. There became this divide. There became this like unspoken, your business is now more important than our relationship. And even though in my mind, that wasn't the truth, I was, in my mind, I was doing something good for our family. I was creating additional income. Matt did not see that that way. It was not communicated. And because in his mind, up until that point, our game plan was for me to be the stay-at-home mom, for Matt to be the breadwinner, for him to make the income. And so now all of a sudden it was kind of like this, what is, is my income not good enough? Or, you know, why do you, you know, this wasn't our plan. Why all of a sudden do you feel a need to like work like you are? And so there was just a lot of friction. And, and when you look at, back at it, it was a lot of lack of communication. I wasn't communicating, communicating why all of a sudden I was passionate about this. Um, I wasn't communicating why I was working the way that I was working, what the goals were. I wasn't asking for help or I wasn't saying this is how it was going to financially benefit. I was just doing and expecting that he would understand the why behind it. And we all know that that's never the case. And so I realized like in hindsight, looking back, that the communication was really off. And instead of addressing it, I worked harder. Every minute, every time I got into the car, I was on my phone. At dinner, at the dinner table, if the phone would ding or ring or I would get a text message, I would answer it right away. We would sit down to watch TV and I'd instantly pick up my phone or open up my computer. No longer did we have that face-to-face -face interaction. My head was always in the phone. I was never truly present. I wasn't really listening and my mind was always going with new ideas and things I could be doing to build my business. Sound familiar? And all I would say to myself is one more post. I just need five more minutes. I just need to check into this group or I just need to respond to this message. And I was constantly saying that. And what was happening is it was building a lot of tension until this, this breaking point where there became this blowout, drag down argument. And, um, and, and Matt really gave me that decision whether or not you're going to build your business or, you know, we're going to stay married. And for me, it was a no brainer. Absolutely. Quit my business. Not a big deal. Like I, I would rather do that. And, and, and I was willing, but I didn't want to. 
And I'm really thankful for the way that our relationship works and that Matt is the kind of person that was like, okay, I see that you love this. I see that you're really good at this. I see that you're starting to build some momentum. And at this point, I wasn't making hand over fist money. I was building a really solid foundation for my business. And it was at that point that he said, okay, we just need to get on a schedule. And if we can create a schedule and we're communicating with each other, then let's do this. Let's try it. And so that was really the turning point for me where I embraced time management, where I embraced getting control of my calendar, where I embraced like understanding how other people feel when I'm always on my phone. And I am now completely aware of when I am doing it. And it actually annoys me because I realize that that's what I used to do and people don't realize how much they're hurting their relationships when they're always in their phone. I'll give you a great example of this. Um, I went back to, I went to London, um, I went to the UK for an event and we were at a corporate dinner. It was the first time we had met um, the people in the UK corporate team and we were there and, and some of my team was there. And I was like, I've never met, you know, the person in charge of the UK market. I've never met the person that's going to be in charge of the network there. And I was having these conversations and we were talking and there was a handful of us that our phones weren't even on the table and we were engaged in conversation. And then there were a handful of girls that sat there in their phone the entire time. Like they didn't even look up other than to eat their food and then go back to what they're doing. And I thought, number one, that's so incredibly rude. And they're missing an opportunity to build a relationship, to learn about this new market we're about to go into, to ask questions, to collaborate, to share ideas. And I didn't want to be rude, but I was like, put your phone down. I didn't say it, but in my mind, I was like, put it away. Be present in the moment. And it's just become so socially acceptable, but not really socially acceptable. I just, I don't, it's like we, we care, but we don't really care about it. It's like everybody's doing it, so why bother? And we're missing a key piece of, of relationships because we're always attached to our devices. And so for me, it's like creating these boundaries. Even though I build an online social media business, even though I do my business in my home on my own time, I have learned the power of working from a to-do list, of having a start and stop time, knowing what activities I'm going to do certain, during certain hours of the day, and then knowing when to shut it off. And this is a practice. It's kind of like exercise. If you don't keep exercising, you lose your muscle mass, right? You lose your definition. If you don't keep working at your time management and managing your social media, then it's going to manage you. And so this conversation I had yesterday with a woman who was interested in joining my team. She says, you know, Melanie, I watch you on social media and you put out so many pieces of content. You're always on, you're always sharing on social media. Like, I don't feel like I don't wanna do that. That's gonna be my entire life. I'm never gonna be able to put it down and get away from it. And, and so she started to talk about like, I don't know if that's something I wanna do. And number one, I've been around for seven and a half years. So I'm efficient and I'm effective and I have a lot of content that I've been putting out there. And that's great, like that's, that's my job. But, and you should never compare your chapter one to my chapter 500, right? But what I will tell you is 
No, you don't have to be connected 24-7. That is a choice that you make. And there are definitely going to be people that you watch on social media that do not manage their time wisely. And they are on social media 24-7. And they are sending you the kind of message that you can only be successful if you are connected all the time. But equally, I will tell you, there are people out there that know how to manage their social media. And they do it very well. And it doesn't ruin their life. And I'm going to tell you that I am one of those people. So some of my top tips are this. When I'm out to lunch or dinner or on vacation, I do take pictures. I do record video. I do all of that, but I do not post it in real time. Most of the time, my stuff is not real time. So like yesterday, Matt and I went to lunch, snapped a picture of us at the table, snapped a picture of our food, put my phone back into my purse, not on the table upside down because that sends the message that still, even the phone's on the table, still sends a message that that person's not the top priority. That phone is, right? So back in my purse it went. Then when we got home yesterday, I sat at my desk and I loaded those stories, right? Same thing with my workout. When I'm doing my workouts in the morning, and I record my videos as I'm doing my morning workout or making my shake or getting my coffee or getting dressed. I just save them to my camera roll. And then when I get into my office at eight o'clock to start my work day, I will load those stories in there. It is very simple. Um, I'm very aware of dinner time. So at dinner time, I take a picture of the food, put the phone down, load it later. Um, when we're on vacation, I'll take pictures all day long and then I'll load up my stories or do my posts later at night. And I don't need to be on all the time. A lot of times I'll even write the content. If I know that I'm going on a girl's trip, like I was in New York City last weekend, I knew what my message was gonna be for my morning post, so I wrote the post in the notes section of my phone, took the pictures with the girls while we, as soon as we got on the car, took 20 seconds to copy paste, post it, done. And I didn't have to sit in the car for 20 minutes while everybody was waiting on me to head off to our girl's trip. I was prepared and planned ahead of time. So I've learned not to wing it. I've learned to think ahead. I have learned to sort of pre-plan some of my content so that it doesn't take over my life. It's a very conscious choice. And you can sit here and say, I don't have time for that, but it just means it's not a priority. It just means that you don't care enough to plan it out. But when you start doing it, there is this freedom that comes with it. And this just like in the moment, right? So I want you to try this. I want you to do an audit with yourself just for the next 24 hours or even the next week. And I want you to say to yourself, how many times do I pick up the phone when I'm supposed to be paying attention to my family? How many times am I having a conversation with my kids, but I'm also trying to send a text message? How many times am I sitting on the couch watching TV with my husband, but I'm really working? And I want you to say to yourself, is this a time that I designated to work that I'm supposed to be working? If it is, if it's designated work time, fine. But if you're saying to yourself, this is designated family time or spouse time, and you're answering messages, your priorities are out of whack, right? And so things that I do to really keep that in check, I turn off the ringer on my phone, I mute my text messages, all of the notifications for Instagram and Facebook are turned off, nothing shows up on my phone, no emails come through, right? There's no dinging. And I will leave my phone in my purse or in the other room. I do not leave my phone face up. 
Um, because I, again, don't want to send somebody the message that they are important. So I try to just put it away in the other room. I also know that the eight hours that I have to work my business per day is my time. And I need to be proactive about that and not waste time. So if I'm going to spend an hour scrolling social media, just looking for inspiration and watching everybody else's stories, I know that that's going to bite me in the butt later when I need to be present with my family. And that simple mindset hack for me, that stop, envision the stop sign, get to work, you can scroll later, actually makes me way more productive in what I'm trying to do. So I want to share that with you because that truly has been a game changer for me in my life is to, is that purposeful awareness. So I want you to be aware. When's the last time you went on a date with your spouse? When's the last time you sat down and communicated your goals? When's the last time you told them this is what help looks like? And when was the last time you took a good look at yourself and said, am I actually honoring the priorities and honoring the things that are important to me? Or am I just saying it and doing something else? I know this is a really good gut check for many of you, and I know this is going to spur a lot of questions, but I will tell you, you do not have to let your social media run you. You are in charge of it. This business, your social media business is is just that. It's a business. So you determine your business hours. You determine when the content goes out, and that is enough. That is enough and you can be wildly successful and you can show other people that it can be done and it doesn't have to ruin or take over your entire life, right? So guys, I hope that today's episode was was impactful. It was a little bit short, but it was to the point. I gave you some practical tips and I want to hear from you what works best, all right? And I want you to do a social media audit on yourself. I want you to pay attention, right? And I want you to talk to your spouse, maybe even ask your spouse, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like I'm present? Do you feel like I'm on my phone all the time? You know, do you feel like we have good communication? Like actually get their feedback because sometimes we think we're doing a good job, but we're not. And the hardest thing is when your kids start to really notice. All right. Okay, guys, have a wonderful week. Make sure to tag me on Instagram stories. Tell me what your biggest takeaways were. Um, and I will see you guys later. Take care. Bye, everybody.